Welcome to Word of Mouth, a space where I like to explore what's at the heart of people. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. I can't see through the windows. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Word of Mouth, the podcast with me, Rio Merricks. And today I have another very special guest. And as you can probably hear in my voice, I'm really excited because <laughs> I have my friend Patty with me. Yay! Um, yay! AKA <laughs> Turning Pages 87. That is correct, right? It is very correct. Yes. Yes. I memorized <laughs> that. You see? Um, yeah. So um, me and Patty, we, I don't know, what was the beginning of this friendship? So, okay, I, I think I remember. We um, both follow Heels and Feels UK, so shout out to them. Yeah. And um, we were on one of their lives, and I think you saw one of my comments on one of the lives, and then we started following each other. Yeah, pretty much that. Yeah, Yeah. and then from there, I realised that Patty loves reading and books as much as I do, and um, I just totally loved her vibe, totally loved her energy, and her passion for books and just about things that matter and opinions and thoughts and so much, you know, how much heart she had for things that really matter. And um, yeah, that's how we we became connected. And then I also realised she had a bookstagram. And then I became (laughs) proper, I think Patty was like the first person who properly introduced me to bookstagram because I had I really, before I met you, had no idea that it was really a thing. Thing, yeah. I mean, I'd seen, I'd seen a lot of things, but I, I never really knew it was a thing. But anyway, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, first, I will hand you over to Patty to tell her, to tell her, no, to tell you guys <laughs> a little bit more about herself. Um. Hi, guys um so a bit about myself my name is Patty obviously um I uh, grew up in West London um I've lived kind of a bit all over the place so I went to uni in Birmingham then I came back home then I moved to Florida for a little bit because I um got a job at Disney World and I went and moved there for a little bit came back home um I like to change my hair a lot I obviously like reading I love reading um just for loads of reasons that we'll go into sort of later on. Um, I really like hand cream. I really like <laughs> lip balm. <laughs> um, Love it. I don't like ice cream because I think it's weird. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of people think that that's weird, but I just think it's a really weird texture. I, I think it's just odd. Um, oh, and wow. yeah, I just, uh, I spend loads of time with my dog. Um, I have a little sister who's like my absolute fave. Um mm yeah just those are just random things about me so um, I mean if you want to know anything else feel free to ask <laughs> oh amazing I can't believe that you don't like ice cream I it's love that really fact, strange it just like I mean I can have an ice lolly you know I can have it in really small yeah. doses so an ice lolly or something like that but things like ice cream cake just even the thought of it makes my tummy <laughs> go funny um and bowls of ice cream that melts before you finished eating them they turn into this like uh, 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 no. <laughs> do, you know, do, you know, do you know what 
you've now made that a thing for me because you know when you feel uncomfortable with something and then you don't know how uncomfortable it was making you until somebody else mentions it mentions and it, then yeah. you're like oh yeah that's, yeah that's pretty gross it's actually really yeah, weird and then someone cool. asks to have some and then they like eat from the spoon and then the spoon has got like their like melted milk kind of stuff left on it from their mouth ma- oh no <laughs> Oh my gosh. This is guys, five minutes in, nearly five minutes in, and you know this is going to be the best episode of Word of Mouth. So, I'm so excited. So, <laughs> me too. I'm really this one I am really excited for, and I know people will believe me on that one because from a really young age I have been my nose has always been stuck in a book and to meet somebody I think you know we'll go into it a little bit later but to meet a whole community but I think to meet somebody who mirrors that is just amazing because I was always like oh I'm just a book nerd you know people read but they don't read as much as me and um, (laughs) so yeah so I'm I I love it I love the fact that we've connected and we're also lockdown friends yeah. So Patty is a lockdown friend. Um, another connection that I made during the pandemic, which I'm just I love that. I just really just everything about this friendship just really inspires me. Mm. And yeah, very uplifting. So, Patty, what made yeah. you um want to start a bookstagram? Um, what made me want to start a bookstagram? <sighs> well, same as you actually I didn't actually know bookstagram was a thing for a long while um maybe we should tell them what a bookstagram is if they like yeah that might be a good idea so yeah bookstagram is essentially an instagram page that you have dedicated specifically to your love of books your love of reading your love of storytelling um because it's not just sort of about books specifically but it's also about sort of just your love of kind of conversation um you know different worlds and things like that that we can get stuck into um and obviously reading brings about debates about a bunch of different things so it's all of that kind of mixed into taking really pretty pictures of our books that we love um recommending books to each other um reviewing books that we've read um so yeah it's 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 just an instagram page but it's more dedicated to something very specific so it is more sort of catered towards people who enjoy books and reading and storytelling yes and um I've I have found that you will so it's not it's it's I think I'm more I'm getting used to seeing just books and books and books on the feed which is quite refreshing rather than seeing faces (laughs) which I don't think people are uh, used to seeing these days but yes that's something I loved but yes please tell us um what made you want to start bookstagram sorry so um like I said, I didn't actually know that Bookstagram itself was a thing. Um, I know that there are obviously communities of people who enjoy reading and talking about books because we've always, I've always been part of that growing up. Even things like yeah. libraries are essentially the old school Bookstagram. It's where yeah. everyone kind of gathers to enjoy kind of their love of reading. Um, so, yeah, I've always had way too many books than I can count. It's ridiculous. I mean, my parents <laughs> get really annoyed because... I um I wasn't even living with them at this point, but I was using their garage as like my my book storage <laughs> area. <laughs> they were like, that. um, you don't live here anymore. Your books have to go. Um 
But yeah, then I, it was actually last summer, I was talking to my friend, um, Jen, shout out Jen, um, just about a bunch of things. So we were talking about kind of just how we're dealing with lockdown, how we're dealing with other things in our life. So I think it came about from a conversation on just mental health. And she was saying, because she's the same as us, she loves reading. And I'm actually quite jealous because she can read like a 300 page book in a day. Oh my gosh, like, let's not even get started. <laughs> she can do it in like a few hours. So when we do wow. body reads together and we give ourselves a week to read the book, I take the week to read the book. She takes like <laughs> an hour and then she's just waiting for me to catch up to discuss like certain chapters. Um, but yeah, she basically was saying, you know, she has decided to join Bookstagram. And I was like, what on earth is Bookstagram? Um, and she was surprised that I didn't know about it because obviously I love reading so much and she just basically explained look it's this community where we all you know discuss books together recommend books you just take pictures of the books that you enjoy or the books that you don't enjoy and tell people why and I thought oh my gosh that's so amazing because I do that kind of anyway but with my friends that don't want to hear it the poor people I just (laughs) I'll call them and be like, I just read this book. Oh my God, look at this book. It's like this and this and this. And they're like, okay, Pat's like, we, we don't care. And we've been friends for a long <laughs> yeah. time. So they actually say we, we don't care um, because they can, you know? Um, so it was like, okay, there's this community that I can join. And I had a look at first and I was like, mm, I don't know if I want to, I was worried that I'd get stuck in kind of, you know, all the hype of follower numbers and all of that kind of stuff and I didn't want to start getting into a place where because if I'm joining it for my mental health to be part of a community that I enjoy I need to make sure that it doesn't become work Um, but then I joined and sort of in the first few days I remember I got sort of like 29 followers and it was at that point I realized okay I am going to enjoy this and I won't worry about everybody else having 10,000 followers and me only having 100 because that 29 for me was like wow this is 29 whole people who do not know me who don't owe me anything and don't have to follow me but have decided that they want to follow my journey and be part of it and share theirs with me um and so yeah at that point I stopped worrying um and yeah then I joined and I've loved it (laughs) amazing yeah. do you what kind of what's the inspiration for the content that you put out with your books like because I love your page and the way you set out your books and your stacks and everything looks so lovely oh, thank is you. there like a specific process to that because since I've started coming into the world of bookstagram you were saying about you know followers and and not concentrating on any of that stuff which I'm not but I am so falling in love with the kind of creative process of it so you know it obviously things have been a little bit restrictive but I love going to the park and maybe taking a few pics in the park and things like that but Mm -hmm. I also love looking at other people's hope like books when they're at home and table setups and you know books on sofa and you do these great ones on the sofa um, in my little reading sofa (laughs) yes I love it I love it is there like a process to that where you think about it or does it kind of happen on a whim? Like, you know, you're, you're just doing this and it's going to look good. Um, Some of them just happen. So for the most part, I think my page kind of looks quite similar in terms of the setup of stuff. 
Um, yeah. But every now and then you'll see, so there'll be times when I'm like, okay, because I have my reading sofa and the light hits it at perfect ang- perfect angle, it means that when I put my pic- uh, books on there, they will kind of always look similar unless I obviously change, you know, the contrast and whichever. They look quite similar, yeah. um, which I'm okay with because it's more about just sort of sharing that book. Um, but then every now and then I may just really enjoy a book um, or not enjoy a book and I literally just whack it down and I take a picture and I just in that moment it's about the book itself rather than trying to present a nice picture sometimes I just want a really yeah. pretty picture right um, but sometimes I'm just kind of like guys seriously this book discuss right now um, and in those moments I, I don't even really care about you know, it can be nighttime with like my rubbish sort of side lamp on and I'll just take the picture and post it because for me, it's also it's about sort of yeah. the discussion in there as well and the caption. Sometimes it's just a nice picture and I just put just because and sometimes I'm like, guys, we need to talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And can I just add that Patty has like the, the best and funniest and most kind of rawest review <laughs> for books. She does not hold back on these characters. She just goes in. Um, and yeah, I, I absolutely love that. <laughs> I just love that. I love your reviews. I just think they're so epic. Um, so in terms of reading, mm-hmm. do you kind of, do you think it's made, reading has made a significant impact on your life? Oh, absolutely. Other than just enjoying, other than just obviously enjoying reading. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, if I take myself out of it for a second and just talk about sort of the things that we get from books and then I discuss what it's done literally for me. Um, yeah. Reading helps with things like mental stimulation. Um, it helps yeah. with things like stress reduction obviously depending on the kind of book you're reading because if you're reading something like girl on the train and you're sat on the end of the sofa literally like trying to get through it because you're like oh my god what is going on then not so much but in for the most part it it does help with stress reduction um with expanding our knowledge with our vocabulary um memory improvement it gives us stronger analytical skills helps us to improve our focus um it helps us get better at writing, grammar, punctuation. So there's loads behind it. But for me personally, I mean, I'd like to think I've gained all of those things through reading as well. Um, yeah. Honestly, it's just somewhere to go. Um, I I mean, this is a conversation we can absolutely have in another podcast, but I, the way I grew up wasn't great. And mm. I really, really loved that at the end of the day, I could literally, I mean, I had to hide my books because anyway, but I would literally have my book under my pillow, but I'd have my pillow kind of folded backwards, you know, with my book there. So if I needed to, I could just flip the pillow back down (laughs) and hide the book. Um, But it was, it was somewhere for me to go. Um, It was like a whole different world that I could take part in. I mean, this is the same reasons why I never bunked school. Everyone I knew bunked school, but for me, it was, it was my place that I could be. Um, And I love that with a book, you know, if if connects with you, you literally become part of this world and you become, you know, these yeah. characters, they become part of you and you build up these yeah. characters out of your own experiences as well, right? So yeah. you create this connection with a book that is just, like books can literally carry you 
to a completely different land. And I think that that is so important to be able to experience that either for escapism, if you need it, but also just for enjoyment. Um, so yeah, I would say that, that it's made a massive, massive, but because if I wasn't sort of so into say books, I don't know what it is that I would have used as my sort of, where do I go? And as my sort of escape sort of space, um, maybe I wouldn't have needed anything, but as it stands, I have absolutely loved being able to just jump into a world that someone else has created um, and kind of just walk my way through it and introduce myself to like these new characters and and then learn kind of the mourning process as well once you've finished that book and figure out how I'm going to kind of deal with the rest of my life after I've finished Aww. a good book. Um, yeah, I, I would say that it's... Um, I mean, it's been an, an amazing sort of journey with books, but it has had a huge impact on me more than just enjoying it. It has mainly been somewhere for me, especially childhood me, like younger yeah. me, it yeah. was somewhere for her to go. And I'm so grateful for that. Yeah, you know, um, words are so powerful, yet so relatable to me because, you know, I remember feeling exactly the same when I was a child and feeling like I needed... Um, you know growing up sick there was never anybody relatable and I always used to feel yeah. like I was also an only child so there was nowhere for me to, I never felt relatable to anyone who I was around at that time so for me it was like oh my gosh I'm gonna make new friends I used to miss my stops on the train even when I got a job yeah. my first job because I was just completely lost in these books and um you know we're talking about the impact that books have made but I think the first kind of book that I read um, and it was really life-changing, it was really life-affirming to me in so many ways and still is, was the whole Harry Potter series of books. Um, oh. And I know everyone's always like, oh, that's so cliche. But for me, no. they, they really were just everything to me because those those characters and those people, they became my friends and they became yeah. the people who you know, whenever I'd open a book and there was a new chapter, they became the people that I would turn to and the people that would accept me and understand me in their world, as well mm -hmm. as me bringing, I felt like I was bringing them into my world. And so through all the blood tests and the appointments and the hospital beds, I knew in my bag, <laughs> like these friends and these characters in these books who you know were taking me along with them and there was something so excuse the pun but there was something so magical about that for me that yeah. I think not masked my experience but really allowed me to process books have allowed me to process life in a completely different way yeah. had I have not had them that makes sense that makes yeah sense. yeah so I I completely relate to that and I completely um I love kind of that aspect of of us having that from childhood and it's staying with us into adulthood yeah. um, because I still feel that way. I still have a, you know, might have a really rough day and come home and want to open a book and I still feel like, wow, you know, um, my friends. <laughs> and that sounds yeah. so geeky and nerdy, but I just love that. And I've also learned to love that about myself, that I absolutely love books. 
Um, yeah. And I think in everybody's home, like my family members, I have a book or two or 50 um, in people's lofts and in people's homes. Because <laughs> I just carry these books everywhere. And I'm just like, yeah, I'll come back to that. And then I've got another hundred sitting at home. Um, and it just it's just become such a huge part of my life. So I totally relate to that. And also what you said about mourning characters. I don't think I have ever kind of nobody's ever got that process of once you turn that last page and you've got to say goodbye to these people um you know but you kind of you're like oh I I really wanted to be a part of that story and I really wanted to know where it was going to go um that it's just something so special about that feeling too of getting to the end um of, of a really great book do you so carrying on from that do you think that books stay with us even after we've oh yeah yeah Yeah. absolutely I mean I'm sure that you would have had this as well but there are some books that I've read one of them was the Harry Potter series where you close the book and you literally just sit there and kind of go (laughs) and you're just holding on to this book and you think about the entire process like the entire story that's got you to where you are and got well the characters but you as well um to where you are and then you think about kind of, so what does this mean for everyone going, like you, you come to care about them as well, right? So yeah. then you start to think about what it means for like the rest of their lives and what happens after this point, you know, I, I won't yeah. be with you for the rest of this journey, but I know that your journey doesn't end here. The same as yeah. my journey doesn't end here. This is just where we will part ways, but you have impacted me enough that I, I won't stop thinking about you um so yeah I think that but absolutely 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 stay with you um not all of them but there are just certain stories I think the way that they're written the way the characters are written the way that you can relate to them um they literally become part of you yeah a hundred percent and I think also with the Harry Potter series when when I watched the movies I kind of really wanted to to feel those same feelings do you think do you think that 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 particular um kind of series of books and do you think the whole world was portrayed well in the films I think it was portrayed as well as it could be um yeah Yeah. especially at the time if you think like the movies themselves are a good I think almost 20 years old now like from the from the first one um and they're still classed as something quite new but they are like decades old already um so I think that they did when you think about how intricate this world is um and how kind of um because remember there are things that come out in for instance the third book that have been building up for the story started obviously way before the first book and there are things that happen in say the third book that we only kind of it only makes sense because we now have read it after a certain amount of time and you know you have to have read the second book to know why this particular thing happened in the fifth book um so it's so intricate that there's only so much unless the movie is going to be 18 hours which I would watch (laughs) um there's only (laughs) so much you can we we would you know but there's only so much you can put in there um yeah and also I think when it's something that is that loved by people um I think it's hard to do justice to it per as everybody everybody's expectations. Um, 
So, I mean, I watch the movies, but I watch them kind of when I'm like, oh, I feel like a little bit like Harry Pottery, and I want to hear that intro music, you know, the. Da, 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 da. <laughs> um, but yeah, Classic. it's not the same as is. It's not the same as reading it at all. At all, it's I I watch them for different reasons to wanting to read them. You know, yeah. the books give me the movies actually give me something completely different to what I get books. from the books yeah but that's okay yeah. because I watch them as something separate if that makes sense that's really interesting that you say that and I think it goes back to um you know what we were saying about the feeling that you get when you kind of get to know these characters and for me like separating the two for me when I think of a book I do think of some like Harry as a character especially I think of him as something completely separate from the movies I don't know I see yeah. I just see those characters um as two separate you know they're, they're two separate kind of versions completely different does that mm-hmm. make sense yeah and I think it is because it's so much more intricate but do you think that to get have you do you read books multiple times if you've read them before um yeah. to get something different from it each time or are you more of a, a one-time reader I am um, if I love a book I can't just read it the once um okay. I know people go oh how how do you do that but you know people watch movies over and over again and I know obviously reading a book and watching a movie requires two very different things from you um in terms of effort in terms of emotion it's it's very different so it's and a movie will be over in two hours whereas a book requires you to actively read it yeah um but I think if we're gonna you know we read we read tv we watch tv and movies for actually the same reasons that we read books right it just depends on what you prefer the medium to be so we do it for either escapism enjoyment to relax to get information to learn something new all of that kind of stuff um so yeah I think if you can watch a tv show or a movie more than once you can but also it's for instance something like harry potter you read it at a specific point in your life and you love it and it's amazing it's magical and then you maybe read it another few years later and one you have you always remember the main bits right but it's the little details that get you to those main bits and those little details are what actually make the story amazing not the big fights and stuff at the end it's all the little things it's the friendships that are made it's the arguments that they get over it's like the little secrets and stuff that come out those are what make it so it's like you read it again and especially because your life experience by that point has changed somewhat as well it affects you completely differently I think the first time I read it and the first time a lot of people would have read it um at the same age that I was at the time would have seen you know the generic is it's good against evil but as I've grown and evolved I actually think it's a story about the power of love of love Um, (gasps) oh my gosh (laughs) literally I'm so happy you've said that I've tried to explain to people virtual high five oh honestly that's us (laughs) high-fiving yes I have tried to explain that to people yes go on go on tell us talk to us yeah it's It's a story about the power of love, right? And obviously, I got to that point in my thinking probably about five years ago. And now I've had Aurora, which has only heightened that kind of, that, wow, something's clicked. I know what this book is about now. And I think, um, you know, because me and Dan are so different, 
I read and Dan has to see things visually to kind of grasp them and understand them. So uh, we, we both get a good mixture and I feel I probably more so get a good mixture because Dan doesn't have kind of the patience to soak in things more so while he's been at uni, but it's easier for me to watch a movie than it would be for me to say to Dan, I'll pick up a book and read this. Um, So I've had that experience of sitting down to watch movies. And I think, especially when it comes to Harry and it comes to Harry Potter and each time I watch it and there's that scene of, you know, they're showing us um, what happens to Lily, uh, which is Harry's mum, if you don't know anything about Harry Potter, which, um, come on if you're listening to this episode you must you must Um, yeah so sorry um, if we give anything away but yeah maybe just forward this bit (laughs) yes yes but yes when there is that whole scene um where we're seeing how harry um how harry is alive today and what actually happens there's such a powerful force in that and we think oh that star is just you know it's a star um but it isn't and there was also something so powerful for me about the fact that Voldemort had put a part of himself yeah into the person that he was you know that it was his his arch enemy you know he was Mm -hmm. he was trying to kill and he didn't realize that he'd actually made another part of himself a deeper part of himself and they were actually just reflecting a part of themselves to yeah. each other I mean there was something so powerful so clever about that and I think that's why it is one of the most kind of successful books um and successful franchises because I don't think people quite realize how powerful it is it's the power of love between three friends and how yeah. no matter the hardships that they go through um they always stick together and they always find each other and they always come back to each other and there is always that underlying kind of love there's always it's always there throughout this whole book throughout the all of these books you know there's Hagrid and then there's Luna she's just full of love oh and I Luna. think you know I loved Luna, Luna I loved my Luna so much. um and just the relationship between Luna and her dad and you know all these people the whole book is based off of the power of love and also the power that that um, love has when you resist it also because there was also yeah. kind of Draco, the, you know, the Malfoys and their relationship um, and also when there's that resistance to, to wanting to open yourself up to that vulnerability and opening yourself up to that love and, um, you know, people like, characters people you know because in my world they're real yeah (laughs) so characters like Bellatrix and and um the dynamic between um Sirius as well I'm really sorry if you have no clue what I'm going on about (laughs) but um all of those things the whole the whole story in itself taught me so much about love because even if you've watched the movies and you haven't read the book by the time this battle finishes you look at everything they've gone through throughout that whole period of time and it has always been about um love rising each time and each time things get really really hard they sort of just rise up into a new level of themselves yeah and it it reflected my own life in so many ways because it was like 
look, this shit's going to be hard. <laughs> like, it's not going to be easy. Um, it's going to be scary and, you know, it's going to be tough at times. But actually, when, you know, when we have courage and we have, we, we stand in what we believe in and we stand in, in those things that we're passionate about, we can win. Even And sometimes it's not even about winning because in the end, he didn't even want to win. It wasn't about no, winning. It wasn't about that It was that just for him. about doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I just love that story. And it always makes me get emotional because I just love those books. And I love um, what they represented. And I think the way that they were written was both for adults and, and children. It wasn't oh, a children's book. absolutely. I mean, I... Yeah. I didn't get on to sort of the Harry Potter books until I was about in year nine, at which point they had already been out for uh, quite some time. Um, Paddy, oh my gosh, another virtual high five. Sorry to cut you. Because <laughs> I was actually in, I was in, year, yeah, I was in year nine when I think I read the first one, like all the way through. Okay. See, I didn't even start it with the first one. You know, I um, I've always had this weird thing since I was young I don't know what it is it's just I don't know if it's like a snobby part of me or what but if something is sort of really really hyped up I tend to sort of shy away from it um yeah. I don't I've know why I've noticed this on your page yeah or you end up just bloody hating it or I just hate it right um so I didn't really I was never really I know people talking about this book and I just didn't really know what it was and I was loving all my other books and you know I was still rereading my copy of what Katie did so much that the first three chapters were missing because it had fallen apart um yeah and then one day we had a library session at school hold on was it yet nine it must have been year eight because I think you only have library sessions no back then it was up until year nine anyway I was at school and um, I just picked up a book off the shelf because I'd forgotten my book and I started reading it, it turned out, and I uh, straight away, I think what I love is in the first sort of three books, she still gives you a little bit of background as to what had happened up until that point, right? Yes. And then the following books, they just kind of dive straight into the story. So I picked up this book, found out straight away, it was about a boy wizard whose parents had died, he lived with his uncle and aunt and stuff, and I was like, this sounds okay, carried on, fell in love with it, it turns out it was the third book, not even the first one so I actually read them in like a weird order I read the third one then went back and did the first second fourth fifth sixth um seventh so I did it that way it was really weird um but yeah I absolutely absolutely was like wow this is amazing um but that was when I was a child right and and then obviously the books you had to wait so as I grew up the books started the rest of them were released I think the final one was released in my first year of uni. So that's kind of, I really yeah. read them over like the space of some years. Um, and I thought it was amazing and some bits were really emotional. But then when I reread it as an adult, um, it came to me in a completely different way. So I remember as a child really feeling as though sort of Luna was just like this kind of wacky one, you know, like the kind of like yeah. hippy dippy one yeah. and stuff. But then as a grown up, I read it and I was like, they actually really rely on her. And I don't think this is portrayed enough in the movies. Um, There's one scene in the movie that doesn't happen in the book. And I think they do that to try and portray how close they've actually become to her. And it's when they walk up to the top of the hill, see her house and Ron goes, Luna. And then Harry and Hermione, Hermione go, oh, Luna. 
Um, and it's so yeah. small, but I feel like in that's in the movie, that's where they're trying to kind of show the friendship that they have. But in the book, it's right near the end, and it's, you know, during the final battle, and Harry just gets to this point where, you know, he could always produce a Patronus to save everyone. Um, yeah. But he just gets to this point where he has nothing left in him. He just can't do it. And suddenly all these Patronuses fly past him. And Luna, and I read this, and as a grown-up, I cried. I bawled my eyes out. And Luna just comes up to him. And I could imagine it in that kind of, like, airy-fairy voice that she has, where she was like, come on, Harry, it's okay. We're all still here. We're all still fighting. We're still alive. And in that moment, like, he, I don't think, you know, and you're like, once you get to a certain point in life, you're like, I know what that's like to literally feel like I have nothing left and to have one of my friends yeah. just literally come and yeah. lift me up and be like, it, it's okay that you don't have anything. We have enough for you. Yeah. Like, you, you can keep going. Like, we'll, we'll keep going for you. Like, you are okay. Um, and I literally just bawled and bawled and bawled because I could so relate to that now that I was a bit older. And I was like, yeah. I... I, I and that completely went over my head when I was younger because I was just like yes oh my god great she got like more Patronuses amazing because I was <laughs> so in the like we need to win this battle um yeah yeah then I read it again and I was like <laughs> so yeah it's um yes. I mean it's it's yes. you know a great children's story who said this I think it was like C.S. Lewis or something said basically like the indicator of a children's story being a great children's story is that you can reread it as an adult and it will touch you in completely different ways and you'll love it just as much or if not better. Um, yeah, boom. So, yeah. I love yeah. that. I love that. And I love Luna. I love Luna. Also, this uh, whole episode has become about how much... Oh, you love, love Harry Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> um, I'm just hoping you like Harry Potter if you're listening to this. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm real sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, but... You know, that's where my love of reading came from. So I'm always really passionate about the Harry Potter books. And whoever's listening to this, who has known me for a long time, will probably be laughing to themselves that I've even brought it up to you. Because I, yeah, I could, I could do, we could do a whole nother episode just on Harry Potter. I mean, we could. But um, <laughs> we could, we could, we definitely yeah. could. Um, so, yeah, so going on from that, do you think, you know because there's such a digital digital reading is kind of take do you think it's taking over now or do you still think there is power in page turning um as in sort of um you know ebooks and audiobooks and that kind of yes, thing yeah um yeah well the thing is i think that reading is reading right and i get that reading very specifically means to literally look at the pages and read them with your eyeballs but um one like not everyone can do that um, yeah. So I actually really love that we have options for people like things like you've got the um, Kindles and stuff and, you know, it has like the um, something that goes along and sort of helps you to like follow along with the words. Um, I love that people can yeah, listen to audio books. Um, for me, I enjoy the others, um, but I use them primarily. Um, I mean, I don't like to read off of screen if I can help it just because if I'm going to do that I want to be holding the book turning the pages smelling them yeah. all of it all just the weird stuff that we love about books and I like it's to, a whole experience it's a whole thing yes. um but I do really enjoy um now that I've learned how to listen to an audiobook I enjoy an audiobook now when I say I've never ever tried one 
well, that's that. That's what I mean about learning how to listen to one. May, it may not be like that for everyone, but for me, it took a while because I decided one day that I am, um, okay, I was actually reading a book and I thought this is so good, but I knew I needed to take my dog out for a walk. Um, yeah. And she's a staffy. She's got a lot of energy. So our walks are like a good two, three hours. Um, and I thought, you know what? I might actually get this on audio. And then what I can do is pick up where I stopped on the reading and just listen to it while I'm walking her. Yeah. Um, so I decided to do that. But stupidly, I was, um, we bumped into one of her doggy friends in the park and, you know, I started talking to some of the people there and stuff. And then I didn't pause it, put the headphones back in like an hour later. And like, this was the first book in a series, by the way. And like one of the main characters, well, the main character who I thought was going to be the savior of everything was um, dead. And I remember thinking, oh, my gosh. And I stopped dead in the middle of the park and shouted, no. And my dog was looking at me like, oh, God, what have I done? And I was like, no, not you. Um, So I I had to get over that because I was like, whoa. And then I tried again. And what happened was I daydreamed really hard. I just like hearing the voice come at me was so relaxing that I then just went off. My brain was just doing something else. I love to daydream. Um, And then I sort of zoned back in and again, something had happened and I was like, what the hell? Um, So I basically had to learn how and when I could listen to audiobooks. And then I learned that for me, I can listen to them when I'm walking the dog, but it has to be one of our walks where we've gone somewhere where it really like, um, kind of it's just she and I in the park so sometimes we go to parks where she can play with other dogs and then sometimes I take her to like massive fields where it's just us walking through tall grass and stuff then I can listen to an audiobook um, if I'm washing up I can listen to an audiobook um, but I have to be in the mood to like be read to yeah yeah um, so yeah but for me I think there is still power and page turning for me anyway obviously if, again loads of people have different ways of reading um but if you're asking about me personally I love to um I also just like to see books in front of me I like to have them sort of literally the books yeah I thought I was on the only in front one of me. who felt like that as well like I just really feel I don't know I feel quite strongly about it like I feel a bit hard done by if I if I've read well I'm saying read quotation marks but if I've listened to a book or which I haven't, I've stated, I haven't, um, or kind of read something on Kindle, um, I kind of feel like, oh, but but uh, there's no evidence. Like, there's no evidence there's of no it, evidence. yeah, in my life. Yeah. You know, like, I haven't, I haven't read that one, because I'm really, I'm really proud of my stacks um, in all the places that they live at this moment in time. <laughs> <laughs> but I am really proud of them, and I'm always like, yes, I've read that one. Here's my copy. Um, and I, I really need to get out of that habit. I think I need to try like some Kindle books. I need to try like, <laughs> I need to try um some audio books. I would, I do think I would really enjoy audio books and audio listening because like you said though, I need to be in the mood to listen because I have yeah. got so used to feeling like I need the physical book. Um mm-hmm. And also sometimes my eyes get really, really tired because I'm constantly feeling like, oh, just one more chapter. One more chapter. One more chapter. No, just one more. Yeah. And then before I know it, I'm on chapter 45. So, um, so yeah, so I do think I, I would love to kind of 
maybe try some audiobooks. I think you've convinced me. Yeah, I think, I think if you can, try it. But I, I, I completely get... What I have done, right, is so I do have sort of the Kindle app. And what I've done is I use it for books um, where I actually did use it to get your book. Yes. So that was good because I was like, I really want to, like, I was literally sat there and, you know, you think I, I want to start reading it now, yeah. like right yeah. this minute. <laughs> I don't want to wait. So I was like, right, I'm just going to get it on Kindle. Um, and then I literally blitzed through. I think I read like a lot of different like poems because I don't know if I, would you call them poems or sort of? writing do you know it's a really weird kind of question i guess i'm i mean i call them poems because when i think of poems and i know when a lot of people think of poems they they think of very they think of rules (laughs) so i know that it's not quite as open as prose and i guess my writing would come under prose because it's you know it has no rules and it has no structure um but yeah i i wanted it to be something that was quick and punchy um and that's yeah. how my writing has always been unless i'm blogging because i'm i'm just two ends of the spectrum i'm either short and snappy or long and deep <laughs> so you know i yeah. you know, i i just wanted it to be something short and snappy and i did want it to be kind of something where you could just get it straight away and you could read it and a lot of people came to me and said that they read it pretty much straight away yeah um, that's literally what I yeah did. and got through it quite quickly like within the day and got through all the poems and then you know you can go back on the ones that you like and you can always you know read it again and and um get something different from them but but yeah I think I think it still does fall under poetry for me it's a poetry okay so yeah I just wanted to make sure um (laughs) but yeah I basically was like I need it right now um so then I ordered it but then I also um when it comes to stuff like that the reason I need to order the hard copy is because there's a lot in it that I want to underline yeah so and highlight so I've done that on my kindle app because you can highlight and stuff so I've done that but I do actually need the hard copy in front of me but with the other stuff on my kindle what I tend to do is I use it for the more light-hearted books. Yeah. So, you know, books that like, um, the ones that are like, you know, literally like 89p on Kindle yeah. app or whichever. Um, and it's like, you know, a really easy, quick rom-com um, and things like that. Because with my really sort of in-depth books, those I want to hold and I want to, for me as well, they're decorative. Yeah. I want to add them to the collection. 100%. I agree, yeah. So... Yeah, but I mean, I'd say maybe give it a go and then just try it with, you know, something yeah, like the next lighthearted book that you want to, to read. I don't think I could listen to um to really kind of like. There's no way I could have read books like um the hate you get. I could have listened to like a book like the hate you give. Um, yeah, books like grown things that have um that are trauma based. I yeah. don't think I'd be able to listen to them because I do get quotation triggered. Um so I sometimes by kind of listening to things as well. So mm-hmm. that's that's really something that I, I would like you said, I would definitely be more inclined to to listen to the light hearted kind of rom com um genre like of reading. Yeah. Do you based off of that, 
do you think that books need trigger warnings? This is an interesting um, question. So I, right, I, I was about to start reading Grown. Yeah. Um, Sorry, listening to Grown because I have it on Audible, but I've got it on audio. Okay. Um, And bearing in mind, I have read books that are extremely traumatic. Like certain things happen and you're like, whoa, oh my gosh. And sometimes I'll put it down for a little bit and then come back to it because I, I do want to finish the story um but I have dealt with those and it's been fine and I have been able to kind of go right this was really bad but I'm able to kind of filter through it because there is stuff like something in in books like that will trigger most people because there are so many things that people have dealt with and gone through that they may never mention but we'd be surprised if we had a conversation how many of us have actually been through certain things more than once um so I do have to work my way through them but then yeah so I got grown on audio and I remember I went to press play and it straight away came up with a trigger warning like a content warning and I was like wow so I screenshotted it and I posted it on my story and I was like wow this is really good I think it's good that it comes with that I didn't know that I'd never known of an audiobook to do it however it made me feel wiggly wormy yeah because it specifically said to me beware these specific things are coming most of them are stuff that I have had to deal with at some point yeah they're also things that I have read in other books before and I have just read them as they came felt like oh god but powered through and all decided okay I'm done with this but it was my choice to do that after experiencing it yeah and some of the books I've still ended up loving because it told me specifically beware I then um decided to download a different book from my library I didn't end up actually reading it uh, listening yeah. to it see I I know I was kind of reading this story which is why I've asked you this because I, I remember reading this when you said I put it down like I'm not reading it I'm not kind of listening to it I've decided to to listen to something else um and I actually ordered the copy before I even knew you had it right before I even knew you it was on your list um yeah and I've read a couple of other books. It was on my to-be-read list. It's still on my to-be-read list. I'm still waiting to pick it up and read it. But after kind of... After, I don't know, reading your opinions about it and, and, you know, really thinking about a trigger warning, I thought, right, okay. If... I When I read a blurb and I pick up what a story is about, I kind of have a sense of where it's going to go. Does that make sense? Yeah. Anyway, kind of yeah, know because it's you going know it's going to be yeah. dark and or this something. Is why I re- pick, this is going to happen. That's how we pick our books. You know, we read, yeah. kind of read the synopsis and and figure it out, and you know, kind of know where it's going. Yeah. Um, and you know that something, something, and everything I read is relatable. Otherwise, I'd put it down. That's just how mm-hmm. that. That's just me being real. You know, something yeah. in there is relatable even if it's not completely relatable, there's either a character or an experience or something. And I guess you could say that every book I've read has been triggering or is kind of triggering in some way, even mm-hmm. if it's just a rom-com where somebody gets dumped or, you know, yeah. a relationship doesn't work out. That's still triggering because I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, it's still a little bit, you know. I remember reading yeah. Flat Share and um, I wasn't expecting anything like 
you know, there, there was a relationship dynamic in there, in case you haven't read. Yes. Um, yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> I thought, oh my gosh, like I really wasn't expecting that, but didn't, yeah. didn't think in my mind straight away, oh, this needed a trigger warning. Because I probably, like you say, wouldn't have read it or I would have put yeah. off reading it because you know mental health and things you know I'm a I'm a big talker of mental health and I'm a big maybe you know big advocate of of things that uplift us and help us get through stuff but um I just feel like a trigger warning triggers me yes the warning triggered me and made me not want to go ahead with the book yeah. That I would have still read and would have still been like, okay, wow, this is a difficult subject, but worked my way through. For me, everyone is different. But I think for me personally, if I can stay away from trigger warnings, it'll be better. Because what it did in that instance was instead of me working through my way through the book, getting to these subjects and deciding in that moment for myself if I did or didn't want to pursue it, and yeah. you know, working my way through and getting to the end of the story instead it gave me the option to essentially like shield myself from something and not have to work through it yeah it gave me the option to kind of run away from it and so I literally posted it and said guys amazing this book comes with this because I know some people really appreciate it yeah but I was like however for me I have run away from it it's turned me off yeah um because it was literally a kind of beware this book is going to talk about these things that are going to be really difficult for you but I I I think I was already aware of that because I had read the blurb, right? Yeah. But then and when it's specifically also, said... on the blurb, there was like, um, you know, praise for the book, and you know, it specifically, um, specifically says words like abuse and you know yeah. things like that. So it has that type of language even on the back of the book. Um, and then I opened the first page and it had the trigger warning in there and listed all of the words again um that were kind of going to be mentioned within the book and mm-hmm. I thought oh god I can't do this right now and closed it oh so you it happened to you as well yeah ah. so I I saw I kind of I saw what had happened with you about the whole trigger warning thing um which kind of made me yes it made me aware but it still didn't kind of sway me on my judgment to read it I just picked it up and then I thought okay I'm you know I'll start it yeah. um and then reading that kind of put me off because it made me think, oh, heavy book. Like, yeah. you know, this is going to be really heavy and I don't know if I can take this right now. Yeah, like um, the trigger warning told me that I needed to protect myself from what that book was going to do to me, essentially. Yes, yes. Um, and yeah. honestly, if it hadn't have had that, I would have been like, great, I'm going to listen to this because, like I said, we've read stuff. I, re- I read all sorts of stuff. Um and some stuff has had really difficult topics, but I've still managed to make my way through and then make my decision on the entire book and the, the way the story was told and the characters and stuff. But because I was told this at the start, the whole book for me then just became about the fact that I was going to, you know, these traumatic things were going to happen. And that's, like I said, that's just for me personally, but I think I do better without the trigger warning because yeah, it, like same. I said, it just made me run away from the book. I didn't, I didn't it didn't help me in any way it just helped me kind of go right I'm going to shield myself from that rather than deal with it yeah and I think that's that's also a reason why I love to read is that you know what some some topics might be tough to read about but by the end of it 
you learn something about yourself by through mm. reading about these characters and the way that they have processed life. Not always does that look pretty, but um, I read because I also love to read because I love to find out more about myself. Yourself, and yeah. And it helps me dive into my own thinking patterns and the way that I think about things. And, you know, especially now, I'm so kind of happy to have you know got into bookstagram and you know get got excited to be a part of this community um and starting to really learn what what other people think as well what other people learn about themselves and about the people around them the world around them Mm -hmm. I just think it's absolutely brilliant you know I, I do think it's brilliant but also like you're saying it kind of blocks me personally when there's a trigger warning because I then have an option to shy away from that. And personally, for me as Rio, um, that's not healthy for me because it doesn't allow me to grow. Because for me, I know that I'm not just reading for for pleasure. I'm reading for nourishment. So, you know, there's a a mental and a spiritual nourishment that comes with reading a book. So I'm like, you know, now I've shied away from that. And I know it's still there. It's such a beautiful cover that I'm like, oh my God, yeah. I can't wait to read this book. But I'm also like, okay, I need to have like a clear mind. But I've also read books like The Hate You Give that that didn't have a trigger warning, did it? It didn't have a trigger I don't warning. think it did. I don't think it did. Um, and yet in my mind, I was prepared. Yeah. I knew. Yeah. You know? I knew that okay, this is going to be heavy. I've cleared. I've cleared the rest of the schedule. I'm mm-hmm. fine. Um, I'm. I'm emotionally prepared to read this book, um, and came away from it actually learning so much about myself, the people around me, um, and you know, life. That mm-hmm. I was kind of like, wow. I don't think I needed to be prepared because I was already quite prepped. Yeah. Through the synopsis and you know even I really appreciate also through people... your life experience yeah 100%. because it's dealt with stuff that we we've we literally we've dealt, we've kind with, of on yeah. a daily basis yeah yeah 100% I just yeah I'm glad that you've, you've taken I'm glad that you think kind of the same because I've been kind of a bit worried about talking about it and um it's not to say that if you prefer trigger warnings that oh my gosh that's really bad no, yeah, and some people you, really need then it's them. Fantastic. Yeah, you need them. Yeah, yeah. Some people um, need them. I just. But for me, triggers are triggering. Trigger warnings are triggering. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Definitely. The warning itself um, did, I think, more damage in terms of my enjoyment of the book and my yeah. um ability to accept that you know this book is going to deal with stuff, which I would have known as I was kind of reading my way through it. Um, but yeah, it just I literally went, oh, okay, well that's really great that they put that there anyway uh next (laughs) yeah i'll uh, i'll come back i'll circle around yeah 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 um which is a shame maybe we can read it together maybe we'll read it together that'd be good um also i think that's a great idea if there's a book that you're kind of worried about reading and you've got like a reading buddy or a reading club a book club um who's prepared to do that to read that book with you I also think that can be really healing and a really great way to sort of override kind of anxieties about reading a book yeah um because you get new perspectives also and 
um, it can keep you quite grounded. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yes. Um, so going back to kind of bookstagram and um, coming into this whole vibrant, beautiful world of books, I loved seeing kind of if you're a part of bookstagram and you just see everybody's books and what they're reading and their bookshelves and it just inspires me so so much it literally makes me so happy and I you know because we're living in a world of you know this whole digital world where everyone's life seems perfect and um (laughs) everybody's bodies are perfect (laughs) yeah we're all we're all striving to this perfection that really doesn't exist and I think it's just so refreshing to see books and people reading but I also had this thought pop up a couple of days ago that obviously because you know I follow this hashtag and follow lots of people like yourself um that I've chosen to see reading and books and and things like that but um we are living in an age where you know social media is is progressing and there are lots of other distractions that are books really as popular as we view them and are seeing them or do you think that they're being kind of forgotten about oh I don't think books are being forgotten about I don't think so um I think (laughs) there are okay right I have to split this answer in two because in some senses they are being forgotten about and in other senses they aren't so for instance I have um a friend and this is everyone can parent however they want it's it's not a problem for me as long as you're not raising someone who's going to go out and spread hate and whichever it's fine um but I always like I said I like to read before bed that's just me personally and I would like to think that if I have children I will read with them before bed but then I know some people that are like okay cool um to their kids you know um it's it's bedtime so go pick one movie to put on on your tv before bed in that sense, reading is being forgotten about because I, bearing in mind, I know that people are exhausted. Parents are tired. Okay, yeah. I work with yeah. kids. I know how tired they are. Like we're we're exhausted. You're around your kids all day. Yeah. Um, yeah. At the end of the day, you kind of just want that time to yourself. Um, but there is something about not kind of taking that time, even if it's literally five minutes. And I get it. Sometimes yeah. you don't have five minutes. I don't like. And I know that everyone loves their kids, but sometimes I don't want to see you anymore. Go to bed. You know, um, but it's like the fact that every night it is pick a movie to go to bed and it's not right. Pick a book to read. um, And, you know, what chapter are you up to? And not sort of discussing kind of the characters and making the child excited about the characters. In that sense, yes, books are being forgotten about. But you also have like this whole community of us and that we know for a fact that there are literally tens of thousands of us. um, And we are still loving books. And some of us are. Some of us are like OG book lovers and some people are only now just discovering their love of books. And then they are kind of passing that on to like their children or they are recommending just a really great book to a friend who isn't into reading that much, but then they love that book and then they want to read something else by that author. Um, Yeah. So I think in that sense, it's not being forgotten about. We also have so many books that are now being turned into movies. And then what happened is people yeah. kind of go, oh, I didn't know that was a book. I, I'm interested. 
Yeah. Um, yep. So it's it's kind of a, that one's a difficult one because in some senses I don't think so, but in other senses I do think that there's just not enough kind of push and drive for that. And also it's because there's a bunch of other things. Like when we were younger, how we played was literally with our friends like out in the street, right? Um, yeah. But then you've got someone like my sister's generation. She's a lot younger than we are like I was already in my teens when she was born and they um she thinks it's weird that like when me and my friends all want to play like a playstation we'll have like a games night and we will all gather at one friend's house and all take our remotes with us like our controllers with us right so there were enough controllers and we literally sit in front of the playstation together and play they don't do that they um she'll sit like literally inside the tv like her knees will be touching the tv with her headphones on screaming at like 20 different friends but she's in the room by herself well yeah yeah so we we and we couldn't do that back then we literally would say mum can I go to so-and-so's house you take your controller you go play for a little bit and then you come home we didn't have Instagram we didn't have all the other distractions and also back then everyone didn't have a flat screen tv in their room as a kid you didn't have a flat screen tv your family (laughs) had like maybe one or two of those big box tvs and so when it was bedtime the only option you had was either literally to just go to sleep or to read a book um so in that sense yes being forgotten about I think just Okay, not so much forgotten about, but being there were just other distractions. There's lots of other yes, things. there were just so yeah. many other distractions, yeah. and um, I think it's a shame because kids still have, you know, in primary school, you know, they have story time and stuff with their teacher, and they love it. They absolutely love it. Um, but I think that's why it's a shame. I think that you get to a certain age at secondary school, and I know this is this is coming from someone who works in a school, so I know, like, after a certain point you can't dedicate like two whole lessons a week to them just reading in school yeah I, I wish yeah. we could but it's like okay now we need to focus on GCSE stuff and you know exams are coming up but I wish that like right through to the end they still had library lessons where there was an hour where they were forced to, to sit and literally oh. just enjoy a book nothing else I missed the yes I miss those days. Because I think (laughs) that they're missing out. And at this point, everyone has to be quiet. No one can talk. No one's distracting. No one's talking at you because it's difficult sitting there all day being talked at from the front of the class. But if they could just have that one hour a week even where they literally had to go and sit in the library and just read. I think that that would actually do so much for them. But we already have, I mean, year 11s at our school have seven lessons instead of six so they literally have after school lessons they have easter school over the breaks they have like they're already stretched so thin that where do you find the time to then go you have to then sit for an hour but if we don't force it into their timetable they're not going to do it when they get home because they have some of them have jobs outside of school and then like i said there's like you've got your own responsibilities in your family and then by the time they sit down you know they've already got 600 snapchats and stuff to reply to yeah gosh yeah (laughs) oh gosh yeah and that's why I think it's so important for book lovers OG new um whichever if you're if you've started loving books even during kind of um the pandemic and the lockdown it doesn't matter I just think it needs to be something that continues and grows so we can kind of 
grow this community wider and you know what I think I love Aurora's books more than like she does obviously (laughs) I love children's books now I think they are so progressive and have evolved so much from when I was a child but like some of Aurora's books are just incredible I love them like I just I love reading to her she loves story time um and it also invigorates just a creative spark within me and um allows me to connect to my inner child and there's something really really spiritual about that whole process of reading a book you know um we love elma the elephant the multicolored elephant oh elma she's still Uh, kicking about (laughs) yes she's definitely kicking about i'm sure she had an anniversary um yeah i'm sure this was like a couple of months ago someone must know this um but yes elma's got her own like merchandise baby grows everything um (laughs) yeah and we love we love um guess how much i love you that was a staple for me growing up and on all these books they're so amazing but now um i bought well i say i bought aurora but i actually bought well I'm saying Aurora but it was for me <laughs> um, I bought a copy of Solway I hope I'm actually pronouncing that right oh yeah but um yeah. is it good I've not read it it's by Lupita you know what it's so brilliant <laughs> like it's one of the best children's books I've read in a long time mm. um about colorism the illustrations in there are absolutely just mind-blowing like beautiful um and then there and it's it's like a hardback book too it's absolutely stunning um oh, and wow. then there's um malala's magic pencil there's we've got a, we've got a book about greta greta and the giants oh, wow. um yeah so there's so many books now and you know i just i just love i love bedtime so i'm like story time yeah and we get to read these books and it's amazing because if I'm you know I did a post recently on my Instagram where Aurora's come marching into my bedroom and you know it's touching all my books and it's like wow these books are amazing and you know always tries to fling them down on top of her head or something but she is so interested in the fact that I'm so interested with you. To know yeah like what am I reading and then understands that okay these are mummy's books and Aurora has Aurora's books but actually we're doing the same thing and that connects yeah. us um and I just think that's really important because it's it's just allowing her to see that yeah this is what I do for, to relax um and you can also mm-hmm. do that to relax and now she has her favorite books which she carries around with her and she's really proud of them um but yeah, I just think reading is is so so powerful. It is. Um, it really is. And so yeah, it is. It is. And so I wanted to end today's episode by asking you. Actually, I have two okay. questions. I will ask you. The first question was, um, "What is?" I know my answer to this, but I really wanted to get your perspective. What is something that separates the Bookstagram community from other online communities? Um, I think, and I know that people in their other communities will think that they have, you know, some 
you know, togetherness and all of that, which is great. I'm not part of many other communities other than something like as much as I am in something like Bookstagram. But I think it's honestly yeah. that it's aside from a few sort of issues with bullying that we have seen and stuff like that, that most people didn't agree with. It's literally just about togetherness. And I think yeah. that that's something that's so different because there are so many communities, even on like a normal Instagram page, you have like your meme pages and stuff. And although they're funny, they in some way are about taking the piss, you know, yeah. or um, there's just always <coughs> something with a slight sort of level of negativity. And what I love is with this community, it's people that I mean, I've got friends from Bookstagram now who are literally in different time zones. So it brings the entire world together over something that we all enjoy and can just discuss. And it's about being open minded. Um, And it's I I think it's more the togetherness that makes it different from other, especially like online communities, um, because it's not about competition. It's not about like, I mean, although I'm always like, oh, my God, so-and-so has read so much more than me. I'm so jealous. <laughs> but um, that's literally just my ego. Um, yeah. But yeah. It's, it's just about coming together and sharing our love of something. And it's our love of something positive. It's not our love of hating on someone. You know, we're not together yeah. chanting down with whoever. Yeah. Um, because you also have those groups that have that connection right <laughs> there's a togetherness yeah, and share a do. love for something yeah but they're sharing their love for of hate of something we are literally just sharing a love of an experience which is diving into books and finding new worlds in them and falling in love with characters um and it's kind of the conversations that come off of the back of books that we've read or just off the back of asking someone to recommend something to you um so yeah, I, I think it's something to do with like the, the togetherness. I don't think I can really put it into words what I'm trying to say. So that's that's what I'm gonna say for now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's brilliant. Um that's a brilliant answer and I feel the same. I think I have felt so welcomed. I've only got like, you know, it's only a very small, I've got like oh, just over a hundred people on my bookstagram account. But that's amazing. That's literally a hundred yeah, whole I people feel, that are like I know. I still feel really like really like wow. Um people are finding some of my you know, coming in and finding some of my pictures and, and my reviews and stuff, but I just feel like it's just a book journal where people come yeah. in and they're so welcoming. Um I feel like on Instagram sometimes you can feel a bit like, mm, even if I agree with what this person's saying or you know I like this person's picture I can't really comment that because I feel a bit scared of the of the reply that I'm gonna get um, or lack of yeah yeah Um, but with bookstagram it just seems to be it doesn't matter where you come from it doesn't really matter what you look like it doesn't matter if you're able-bodied or not able-bodied we're not judging you based off of you know anything because we're not judging you at all we're just connecting with you over something that we've got in common yeah um I just love that it's just been you know open arms here's a welcome you know and it's fantastic it really is I love it so much I really do um last question yeah I have first of all I have absolutely loved having Patty and I'm sure if you're listening to this 
and you've reached the end of this podcast episode <laughs> that you've so just how how amazing um patty is and you know how passionate we both are and yeah i just wanted to say thank you so much for coming on um it's been me. an incredible conversation and i hope you have also enjoyed your time on word of mouth this evening I really um, have. I can't believe it's been an hour and fifteen minutes. Because it feel <laughs> I like said. It. <laughs> I said to Patty before we started. I was yeah. like, um, you know, the episode might run over a little bit. We usually do like an hour. In my mind, I was thinking, yeah, <laughs> this conversation is going to go on for a little while. Because yeah, it just it's it flown by. But yeah, I thank it you for has. having me because I loved kind of just having literally just. Talk like we do on Instagram, on Bookstagram anyway. It's just been kind of a discussion about our love of books. It's been good. Thank you for having me. Of course. Anytime. We'll be back with part two, I'm sure. Um, um, yeah. Watch out <laughs> next season. A whole episode just on Harry Potter. On Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my last question is, which I do like to ask um, pretty much every every guest, is if you could go back and tell your 15 year old self something what would it be oh wow if I could go back and tell my 15 year old self something um it would be a few somethings um (laughs) I would tell her to um keep drinking water I mean she likes drinking water anyway but I'd tell her to keep drinking water (laughs) I would tell her to not worry so much. I would tell her over and over and over again to remember that she was literally only in the spring of her life. Like she was not even anywhere close to the summer yet, meaning she is at the start of everything. And this isn't the beginning and the end. This is literally just like she wasn't even at the beginning yet. And I I wish that she had known that there was more, you know, that she was going to kind of be free of certain things and to just hold on a little bit and that there was so much more outside of what she knew then um I would also tell her to save (laughs) um yeah I know that's really random but I would tell her that you know once she got to a certain age and she wanted her house you know you grow up and you kind of think when I'm older and I have my house and everyone goes oh yeah that's great (laughs) and no one says well you're going to need 40,000 pounds for your deposit and then you're going to need an extra 10 grand for this and you're going to need that um they just go oh that's nice so I would say (laughs) to her you know save um save so when your car goes funny you don't have to put it on a credit card save so that when you decide that you do want a house you want to randomly go on holiday you can treat yourself and do that save so that you are able to help other people around you as well it's not always just about you but save so that you know something goes wrong with your friend and you can go oh it's absolutely fine here you go I've sent you this like sort that out because it's someone you care about um but yeah I would mainly tell her to drink water get some rest stop worrying um and save and not feel not let herself be convinced that she wasn't good enough um aside from that I think I would just let her carry on as she was I think that there's some stuff that even as a child you can never understand until you get to a certain point um you kind of just have to get through it in that moment um especially when it comes from a grown-up sometimes it's difficult to sort of hear 
because grown-ups tend yeah. to forget what it's like to be a child which is <laughs> a shame because we sometimes advise children as though they have also been adults and they should just hear what we're saying and we advise yeah. them forgetting that they haven't been grown-ups like we have but we have been kids and we should remember so yeah, yeah, yeah. I some stuff I would just let her just deal with and be like oh you did it again idiot but you know <laughs> <laughs> oh but we live and we learn so yeah it has been amazing thank you so so much for saying yes for coming on and for talking about books with me for you know how long have we been on now (laughs) nearly and a half Um, (laughs) thank you so much for being my longest episode guest um thank you for having me i've loved it i've absolutely loved it thank you i was so excited for to record this episode and yeah i'm so excited for it to be out there thank you so much if you're listening this week um tomorrow tomorrow no guys not tomorrow <laughs> next week <laughs> next week sunday um there will be no podcast episode yeah no there will be sorry no re get yourself back <laughs> your head's in a book okay so so this podcast um is the penultimate so this episode is the penultimate episode of this season so next week will be the last episode where i will be talking about the world's my experiences with the world's deadliest eating disorder um and that will be Mm. you know a tough one but Mm. i think it's something that i've definitely wanted to do for a while and i think could really help a lot of people so um i'm both excited and dreading it so wish me luck but um I'm also really I'm really hopeful that it will bring a lot of us together and open up some more conversations yeah so that will be next week um and that will be the last episode of word of mouth for season two and then we'll go into season three um hopefully not too not too long away but yes I am so so happy um with how this episode went thank you so so much for listening to us talk about books yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, and yeah thank you so much thank you so much patty and i will see you guys next week thank peace you night, guys bye. bye you're welcome thank you bye been fighting with the